Welcome to the first episode of this series of the original and best hunted podcast, Your Time on the Run from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Michael Armstone, and joining me, as always, is my fellow Brit, who has a wig for every occasion, Anthony Williams. Good evening, Michael, or my ha, as I'm going to call you from now on. Yeah, his name is going to get increasingly ridiculous over the season, just to warn you. I'm fully intending on changing his name every week to something that rhymes with Rai-Wai. <laughs> Mr. Wi-Fi, or whatever his name was. He will end up being Rai-Wai the science guy, probably. <laughs> so, new season, new country, new continent, it's all new and exciting. And we've abandoned Michelle for this episode because, you know, she wasn't available. But she will be joining us for the rest of the season, hopefully. That's the plan. We're we're moving to our regular time slot from last year's Hunted podcast from uh, from this Sunday onwards. Our regular time slot, of course, being whatever the time we edit it. <laughs> yeah, Sunday-ish. Sunday-ish. <laughs> Roundabout Sunday. Depending on the availability of the two gentlemen who are currently speaking. <laughs> but don't forget, we need to get it out ready for the Monday morning school run. Yep. Because we monopolise the Hunted School Run every Monday. Yeah, we, we are the only Hunted podcast available on the Monday Morning School Run. And I, I'm actually not lying when I say that. We know that certain people do listen to us on the School Run. We do. And we're, and we're not going to get sweary at them in this podcast. In fact, I've been told off by children of listeners that we get too sweary on The Apprentice, so we have to, have to rein it in, yeah. <laughs> Who said that? Uh, that was Paul Westlake's children listening in the car. It, it, they did specifically say you were too sweary, but you know I didn't want to pin the blame on you, mate. I fully admit that I'm too sweary. <laughs> I have a real problem with biting my tongue. Well, we're covering a show that's on 8, 7 Central, so we have to keep it PG. They still said crap? And pissed. I think that's okay in America, isn't it? I think so. I know pissed is a lot... <laughs> sort of yeah. weaker in uh, in America than it is over here. Yeah, it definitely is. And it's on, it's on Survivor a lot because I watch that with my children and have to go, don't tell mum. Previously on! <laughs> Previously on! Survivor! Did, did you notice the uh, the next time trailer for Hunted was a little bit probed at the end? Next time on! Hunted! Yeah, I like the narrator though. Michael Rosen, somebody over there. Uh, very good. He's not as good as the British one, I don't think. I think it might just be because I'm more used to the Britain 2016. Yeah. No, I liked it. I thought he gave it a good dramatic tone. He's the guy who played Lex Luthor in Smallville. As well. Oh, um... Is Michael, Michael, Michael Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum, yeah. That's it. Awesome. I didn't actually know it was him. But that does make a lot of sense, because I knew I recognised his voice from somewhere. Yeah. I'm, I'm sort of a little bit over halfway through Smallville. Okay, I... I have not dallied in that direction. I tend to buy a box set off Amazon very occasionally, and then just binge it. Like I've just uh, literally a couple of days ago, I finished Supernatural, all okay. eleven and a bit seasons of that. Wow, I've seen the odd episode. But... We've done the West Wing before. We're sort of three quarters of the way through Future Armor, but that's got really bad. So I'm not 100 percent if that's staying yet or not. We've had House of Cards. We're on a series of unfortunate events at the moment. I'm just starting Stranger Things. So anyway, Hunted. So courtesy of Lex, we have a brand new show to talk about, and it's one that I am pleasantly surprised with how good it was. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they did uh, a really good job, actually. It was 
faithful enough to the original for me not to go, oh, why have you done that? But it felt like it had a little bit of extra polish. Maybe maybe they'd step the production values up a little bit. Yeah, there, there were certain things that I noticed were slightly different, like the fact that there don't seem to be hunting hours anymore. No, don't seem to be hunting hours. Um, back to the staggered start that we had in season one of the UK version. Uh, but no, there was just something, it just, I don't know what it was, just felt like it had a little bit of extra gloss on it, which I liked. I'm not sure about the embedded camera people as well. I'm assuming mm. it's the same as with uh, with the UK one, but there wasn't any acknowledgement of their existence this time. No. The UK no. one's a little bit fourth wall breaky in that respect. It is a little bit, and, and maybe I don't know. Maybe it's easier for the US audience to sort of suspend that disbelief. I don't. I'm not sure, but yeah, there is a bit more acknowledgement in the UK version. But that might change. You know, it's episode one. Um, could we could emerge? I did feel sorry for the little tiny tiny cameraman who must have had to crawl in the trunk of that car with uh, with David and Emily. Must have been a really small guy that one. I suspect that that was probably just a camera. Really? You sure? Pretty positive. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know American cars are big, but I don't think they're three people big. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I was amazed you could get two people in. That's that's pretty impressive. You certainly wouldn't get two people in the, in the boot of my car. Yeah, something tells me that that's not the first time that David has hidden in a boot. No, no. Maybe it was uh, one of the 13 times he's been arrested. I really hope they make the distance just because I want to keep making jokes about his criminal past. Yeah. I want to make jokes about his criminal past, and also the fact that he is just Monty with a big beard. Yeah, he's like, he's like a heavily tattooed Monty. He is. He, he is Monty with a beard. I've decided that. I'm, I'm expecting at any point for him to say, "Catch me in the car," or "Catch me on the run." It's their call. Great effort, guys. <laughs> Monty's just the Energizer Bunny. Yeah, but no, it did strike me all through the episode. Every time he's on screen, I'm like, "That's Monty." I'm sure it's, it's Hipster Monty. Hipster Monty. <laughs> that may very well catch on. <laughs> Hashtag Hipster Monty, everybody. So, just in the sort of pre-titles thing, did you notice a clue to one of the teams? Oh, no, I was I was so immersed in the whole, oh, oh this is exciting, oh, I probably wasn't even looking. The Twitter account that they attempted to log into was called The Wolves 28 Days. Ah, yeah, and that refers to Lee and Hilmar. It does, who are being introduced on uh, Wednesday's episode. Yeah, the escape room guys. The guys who evidently piss off production and are probably going to end up being my favourites. Yeah, me too. They, they, I like we like the antagonistic teams, don't we? Yeah, so, my love yeah. of anyone who is slightly antagonistic towards the Hunters is quite well documented. See, Io, Ricky Allen, oh, and Nick. Yeah, Voom Shanker. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing those next week. Hashtag Wolves, they'll be good. I really, really hope that they go well. Yeah. Because I like the idea of them. Obviously, we've not seen them yet, and they may very well end up being my least favourite team, but I like the idea of what they're doing already. I, I like the way they're being introduced, which, you know, if if they get caught within minutes, yeah, it feels like that's not the way you get introduced to them. I think they're going to have some fun. Having said that, I liked uh, Matt and Christina, and look where that got them. Did you? I had a feeling straight away that this wasn't going to go that well. Oh, I didn't think they'd be long for the world, but also, I like the fact that our introduction to them was basically, Matt is freakishly tall. <laughs> He's really, really tall. He'll be 
easy spot. Unless, of course, he wears a wig. That's the way to hide, isn't it? He's the physical representation of the typical question that people my height get asked, which is, do you play basketball? Yes, definitely. And he probably did. He did. We saw it from his Facebook pictures. Yeah, of course. Of course he did. No, I, I couldn't see them lasting long from the beginning. Um, didn't feel like they were being set up. Do we know what they were playing for? 250k. Well, yeah, but that's it. No story. No backstory. No, I'm doing this for my kids. No, I'm doing this to prove I can beat the best. Just straight on in and get caught. There you go. One thing the American version does seem to have adopted is the whiffy time frames. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely monkeying around with it. It was completely obvious that that the entire episode did not take place in the in the same time frame, purely because the same team who caught Matt and Christina (spoilers) were the ones who were watching David and Emily. Yeah, in a completely different location. So unless they are clones, mm, could be. There's a little bit of monkeying with the timeline there. Yeah. But a great outing for uh, Team Foxtrot in the first episode. They clearly are being set up as the new Danny and Nikki. I thought that. <laughs> <laughs> they're good. They're going to be the really good hunters, I think. They're going to be the really lucky ones, because they're the ones basically based in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Which just happens to be uh, where the production company's based, I believe. It does. I, I noticed the subtle Georgia sponsorship. <laughs> Wonderful Georgia. Did you notice where the extraction point looks to be as well? No. Didn't spot that at all. There was a hint that it might be in a bank. Oh, okay. That they might not actually have a proper extraction point, and it might be, find this safety deposit box, which contains 250 grand. Oh, I like that. That's a good way of doing it. Especially if it's, like, not just give them the location. If they have to do some work to find out what the location is, that's even better. I'm wondering about the actual episode timeline as well, because we've got eight episodes. Which theoretically means that we could have an elimination for the first seven episodes and then two teams left at the end. But are they really going to do that? I'm not sure. I think it's by episode five or six, it's going to be a bit formulaic if one team goes every week. I would imagine we'll have one week where nobody goes and a week with a couple going. Yeah. I, I can't see them doing just one elimination each week because it'll get a bit predictable. It would. I mean, if if ever there's a show to want to do it, you can with this because you can play with the timeline quite a lot. So they could. Um, it's not like uh, you know, it's not like there's an end of a leg where you've got to show whether someone goes home or not. But no, I think I think they'll probably play it a little bit like they do in the UK, where sometimes you see nobody go, and sometimes you see a couple of teams go. But also, it all depends on how many teams actually make it to the end, if any. Yeah, do you think anyone's actually going to lose? Uh, what, get to the end? What do you mean? You mean not get to, There'll be no teams make it to the end? No, there, there will be a winner. I strongly suspect there'll be a single team winning as well. You've kind of got to have the payoff at the end, I think. Especially in the first season. Yeah, it seems most likely. One, one team to win. Uh, so we'll probably go three or two teams into the final episode. It all depends where it is as well. Because 100,000 square miles is a lot. Yeah, it's a fairly big old four states. Um, yeah, it's quite a lot of coverage. I really wanted them to have the extraction point with the Florida Keys and have a speedboat. That's what I wanted. Yeah, I am slightly disappointed. Or one of the, was it called an aerofoil? One of the, one of those boats with big hydrofoil on the boat. Hydrofoil, that's the one. Yeah, uh, that you go over the glades on. That would have been cool. And um, 
In keeping with the stealing everything good from the UK, we have a Sherlock cameo, obviously. Oh, absolutely. We have, we have a few um, lovely clips of Sherlock in this episode. I quite liked it. I liked his... Um, did you notice he completely double-backed about midway through the episode? Where, uh, first of all, he says, Oh, do you really think they're going to use the ATM at a bus station and then get on a bus? And then two minutes later, they do that. And he goes, yeah, see, my gut instinct was right. No, you said the opposite of that. The thing is, the UK version has people who wouldn't be that stupid. Mm. We we yeah. did have uh, have one couple in the first series where they did basically that exact thing. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, got on a bus and they just waited for them at the end. Danny and Nick, as I remember. Sandra in the other one. Yeah, I can't remember. I, just, I remember they got caught in Mansfield. Yeah. I remember they were from Brighton and they were on coach ship, but I can't remember the, the other lady's name. No. Which shows what a massive effect they had on us. Absolutely. But going back to Ben, at least we did get some of Ben's amazing insight where he reveals everybody needs money to survive. Where does this come from? No shit, Sherlock. His wisdom has just has no beginning. <laughs> I bet Ben has so much fun just following our tweets. Because I do, when I'm watching Hunted, I do tweet at him a lot. <laughs> and just take the face. Uh, I I can't see him being quite as prominent in this, given that there's 32 of them. But then again, he is the star. And it's a real shame they couldn't bring Blex over as well just to promote drinking on CPS. I would have loved Blex to be the leader. It would have been great, but never mind. I'm the chief. I am the chief of the hunters. Shut you, slag. <laughs> but no, we get, um, we get Robert in charge, don't we? Who reminds me of basically every cop in every drama I've ever seen. The thing is, we're spoiled by the very existence of Peter Blexley. Yeah. I don't think that Robert can ever hold a a candle to to Blex. He doesn't have the personality that Blex does. No. And it's a real shame. It is. And and if anyone is listening to this who hasn't watched the UK version, you really should, because um, there's some great characters that you will definitely love. I mean, not only do you fall in love with the actual fugitives, but you fall in love with the hunters as well. Nick and Danny have such great personality, and actually, since we last podcasted about Hunted, there have been some Hunted romance news. Indeed, yeah. Nick and um, Ben are now an item. They are. I'm, I'm not yeah. sure when that happened, but I uh, I found that out over Christmas. Yeah, yeah it's all good. And uh, yeah, Nikki and Danny are, are stars. Sherlock is a star, unintentionally sometimes, but he is a star still. Blex is obviously a star. Yeah. Don't forget uh, Intern Simon. Intern Simon as well, whose legacy we contributed to in the same way that we contributed to Tara Basro's. <laughs> Absolutely. And and I think we may have a contender for that crown in Hunted US. I'm thinking Flat Cap Guy could be uh, the new intern Simon. I'm not sure. I have high hopes for Dr. Max, the new Dr. Donna. Yeah, I like Dr. Max. Um, Even though we only saw him for about 10 seconds. Uh, it was enough to get a good glimpse that he's going to be a character. Uh, I was quite impressed with it. Um, with HQ, actually. I thought they've, they've got a command centre, or whatever they're called over there. Um, yeah, I thought they've got some good characters in there. Yeah, I wonder where they're based, though. Could it be in Georgia by any chance? I think they could be in wonderful Georgia. I mean, it, it was a subtle placement, but I'm thinking they could be in Georgia. 
<laughs> in an undisclosed location. It's Georgia. It's Georgia. Be it Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, in the same way that the HQ in, in Britain is definitely not in the centre of London. <laughs> subtle, guys. Subtle. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. It's not near the Shard or the Gherkin. No, different place. And another thing that's lovingly stolen from the UK, which I'm very glad about because I get to say our catchphrase at the end of every episode still, is yes. that your time in the run is over. And didn't it sound good? Oh, it sounded really good. really loved it when uh, it was Shadow, wasn't it, that said that. I thought, yes, instantly Shadow, let himself go a bit since Gladiators. Wasn't he the one who got arrested? Um, I can't remember. My, my Gladiator knowledge is somewhat limited. I've got a feeling that Shadow was... The one who is like domestic violence. Okay. Uh, yes, he was axed. He was legendary for his icy stare. Uh, he was ousted by the press after taking drugs in a London nightclub. Uh-huh. And he lost lost his job. And fell victim to serious drug abuse, uh, smoking heroin and crack cocaine, amongst other drugs. Say no to drugs, kids. And now works in a clinic for drug rehab. Yeah, I wonder if he's still got the outfit. Who doesn't? So... The teams start with a one-hour head start, which is slightly more than the UK version, mm-hmm. and they are warned that their time in the run will begin at some point during a 48-hour period. Yeah, which makes me think that may well be what happened in Series 1 of the UK. When it was never really sort of disclosed. Um, I did ask um, Martin from Season 1, and he said they, they had a rough idea, but um, it wasn't wasn't until they were officially told they were on the run that they knew what was going on. So it's probably a similar kind of, it'll be around about this time and we'll let you know. Yeah, but this is what I thought. If you know it's going to be in that 48-hour period, you take the time off work. It's only an extra two days anyway that you're going to have to take off. And, and maybe you... pack stuff? Yeah, exactly. You prepare. <laughs> because obviously they're allowed to prepare a lot more than the UK ones are. Because the UK ones aren't allowed to do anything before the actual show begins. Like, they're not allowed to do the plans, they're not allowed to contact anyone. The Americans evidently are. Everything except packing a damn bag. (laughs) Yeah, so pack the bag, get ready to go, make sure you have all your alibis set, and get ready. Because that's what I'd do if I were ever to go unhunted, which is never for the record, Michelle, before you even say it for the rest of the season, never going to happen. Yeah, yeah, there was some odd um, anomalies, really, in levels of preparation so we've got one team that have pretty much mapped out their entire 28 days which is stupid by the way which which is ridiculously stupid and if you had any idea you would know patterns are not a good thing and other teams that just didn't seem to have prepared at all weird i wonder how much they were actually told yeah uh well i guess we won't know unless they decide to tell us yeah i mean i have already started befriending matt and christina so they might be at stars yeah maybe um, they all seem, everybody seems quite um, Twitter-friendly from this cast. Emily doesn't seem to be on Twitter anymore. David certainly is. Um, and most of the Hunters appear to be quite active. Especially at Hunted Ben, which he, in tribute to us he should change to at Hunted Sherlock, but we'll get there. Yeah, I know. It'd be good if he did. If he changed his Twitter name to Sherlock, oh, that would be the greatest day ever. I just want him to acknowledge us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, every, everybody seems to be quite... Uh, there's lots of likes and retweets going on for uh, for Hunter tweets. Corti seems to be quite active. Mike Coyle is um, a lot. Dr. Max tweets a lot as well. Really? Mm. I've not had anything from Dr. Max. I've had something from the other two, but I've never not had anything from Dr. Max. 
Yeah, they were all uh, they're all quite active. Doctor Matt's just generally tweeting about all sorts of stuff, so he's quite, he's quite active. I mean, I'm not sure he can hold a candle to Doctor Donna just yet, but that's because Doctor Donna does seem lovely. And um, the team starts off with five hundred dollars in their bank account, but they can only draw out a hundred dollars a day, which is horrid. Yeah, but at least quite clear because um, I think all we found out in the UK was that they couldn't take it all in one go. So, or or I think it was inferred. Actually, I don't think anybody officially told us that. I think we uh, we figured that from uh, things people had said. Um, but I, I, you know, I think I mentioned this. I, I'm liking the make the rules nice and clear. It's good. Yeah, there's some rules that they've kept deliberately vague, like the fact that there's an embedded camera person, which I'm assuming is still the same as the UK, or the fact that. How do they get the CCTV? Well, it'll be from Gold Command, probably in exactly the same... In fact, it'll probably be the creator. It'll probably be the same person as in the UK. Yeah, it could well be. Because in case anyone doesn't know, the way it works with the CCTV and ANPR and mail monitoring, which will probably come up eventually and that sort of thing, is that there is someone dubbed Gold Command, which in the UK is actually the creator of the show, and after the hunters come up with an investigation and theorise something... They will take it to Gold Command, and he will either tell them the answer or say, you've not worked hard enough to try and get this answer yet. If he says, or if he gives them the answer, then he will give them access to the mock CCTV that will be filmed by the embedded camera person. He'll give them the last known location on ANPR, for example. That's the sort of thing. Obviously, they cannot physically intercept the mail. They cannot actually access traffic cameras or CCTV. But the way it's recreated is mainly through the embedded camera people, but with the permission of Gold Command, and that's how it's kept above board. Yeah, absolutely. So whatever theories they're working on, uh, yeah, that's that's real investigation, and then they show it as if it was, if, as if that was a real thing, which, which I think is the only way you can do it, really. Yeah, as I've said before, and I will say again, Hunted is not rigged in the same way that Survivor and Amazing Race, and not Big Brother, because Big Brother is rigged, um, but Survivor and Amazing Race are legally game shows, so they have to have the legal rules in place, basically. Yeah. To keep everything above board and not cheat. Because, yep. obviously, if the producers had their way, no one would win because they wouldn't give money. But also, they wouldn't have a television show. This is true. Although, you know, given there's 32 people investigating complete amateurs on the run, you'd kind of hope they could figure out a fair bit of this themselves. But one of those amateurs does happen to be a, an ex-con, which is awesome. Yeah, ex-con turned attorney. I'd want him defending me, I think, if I was in trouble. Bear in mind, pre-show, I knew nothing about these people deliberately. Me too. I kept I w- <laughs> completely away from them. I didn't want to know. I, I basically just knew their names. That was that was pretty much it. I went into it watching it earlier just going, oh my god, they've got an ex-con. That is awesome. Yeah, that's seriously good casting. I cannot believe they found him. And the fact that it appears they've sugarcoated actually some of the stuff that he's done. Yeah. Have you read the bio of his book? No, I haven't, no. It's quite impressive. Raised impoverished in the streets of Miami, David Lee Winchester was only 11 years old when he was first arrested for shoplifting. Stealing out of desperation to feed his family, he believed he took what he deserved. That day, David started thinking like a hustler. He no longer waited for the scales to tip in his favour. That day, he learned that he could simply take what life denied him. For the next seven years, he battered bitterly at the side of his gang affiliate brothers. What started as grave measures to feed his family of six turned into a criminal lifestyle wrapped by violence, drugs and money. 
He lost himself on the streets. He joined a gang, sold dope, built and masterminded a crime ring and was arrested 13 times. Hmm, pretty badass. Yeah, he's basically a badass. Yep, so it's probably the first time he'd been in a, a car boot voluntarily, I'm guessing. <laughs> I mean, Hipster Monty has somehow basically become Kingpin from Daredevil. <laughs> Basically. And then turned it all around and become a criminal defence attorney. Wow. And he still hates the cops. Yeah, clearly. He's defending people. And he seems to he seems to be a first generation immigrant as well. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. He's the son of Argentinian immigrants. Fantastic. He he seems like a great character. I really I I suspect they will, but I hope these guys go quite a long way. I mean we know that they make it out the car boot, shall we say. <laughs> Yeah. Because, if I'm not mistaken, they're the ones in the drone scene as well. Like, shit, that's a drone. Yeah, which was a lovely callback to Series 2, wasn't it? When will the drone appear? was our running gag every episode. And the answer was the final episode. (laughs) Is that a drone? Finally, the drone. And then it doesn't really play that big a part, anyway. No. But the fact that we know they make it out the car boot is probably a good thing. Not that I was under any illusion that that cliffhanger was going to be anything other than, oh, yeah, it, they weren't even looking at the right car. Yeah, absolutely. Which is usually how that sort of cliffhanger works. Yeah, I, I actually thought that's the way they were leading with um, with the Matt and Christina story as well. It just felt like, oh, everyone's in place, they're all going to do it. And I I did think, oh, they're just going to hop off the bus earlier. Yeah, um, that's but, the thing. No. I, did, I just couldn't fathom how they didn't get off the bus early. <laughs> I know. But maybe maybe that was it. Maybe it was like one of those express buses where it just goes from one place to the other and there is no opportunity to get out, but yeah. Especially as basically the golden rule that everyone should abide by on Hunted is stay the hell away from big cities. Don't go anywhere near them. Yeah. Stay away from big cities and be really unpredictable, so if it looks like there's a logical place to go, just don't go there. Just don't don't follow any kind of predictable pattern. I I was just so confused when they lost and got caught in the most obvious manner. Yeah. Let's take some cash out at a bus station uh, when you're six foot eight and wearing a wig. Mm, I think the cashier might remember you. I mean, I know I'm supposed to support my slash arse slash tall brother here, but dude, don't be so thick. Never mind. Maybe they only got three days booked off work. Especially as they did it wearing the wigs. <laughs> you know, I would have, I would have forgiven them if they'd have got caught wearing dog masks. That would have been fantastic. But no. Bear in mind, we've got through like five points on my notes here. But they did it wearing the wigs. The whole point of the wigs is to disguise your appearance. <laughs> have you seen this guy? That really tall guy, stupid wig. Yeah, funnily enough, the guy wearing the wig was quite memorable. Obviously, they're going to get the CCTV because they'll get the ping. That's the one thing that they do get automatically, is the ping from the card. Yep. So they're going to get the ping from the card, request with call command, can we have the CCTV? He'll go, hells yes, of course you can. You've done your due diligence, which is nothing in this case. Yep. And then they're going to see you wearing the wig and go, well, what's the point of the wig? (laughs) (laughs) Just in case. Hate to break it to you, but the wig is pointless. <laughs> if anything, it's doing the very reverse of what you wanted to do. So anyway, D- David and Emily, um, I love that one of the hunters described them as somewhat of an item. Yeah, yeah. It's so non-committal, I love it. 
Yeah, I I had I think David just describes Emily as my lady or something like that. It's just, yeah, these these guys are going to be great. They're going to be really good fun. Yeah, I, I mean in in the format that they're doing it because they're heavily inspired by series one in terms of the chronology, evidently, yeah, and in terms of the replacing people when they get caught. But the fact that they led with with David and Emily probably says a lot about them. Well, there's a nice legacy of Emily's in episode one, so. We'll see. I think they're probably going to be the stars of the series, and whether they get to the end or not, I'm not sure. I hope they do, because I want them uh, on every yeah. episode, but I, I feel like they're probably not going to be on every episode. If they do make it far, they're probably going to be retired for a couple of episodes. Yeah, yeah, I think we'll see the same way that we saw Series 1 of UK pan out, which is, yeah, we'll see them quite prominent, make sure they're really well imprinted in everyone's minds, then they'll just go very quiet for a few episodes. Because the reality is, if you're going to get to the end, you, you've got to have a lot of time of completely uneventful stuff. Because it's only eventful when you nearly get caught. So I think, yeah, I think we'll see them this week. We'll see them a little bit on the next episode. Then I suspect they'll go under the radar for a few episodes and pop up towards the end. Assuming that we're going to see someone get caught on the first episode on Wednesday, theoretically, they could introduce every team by the end of Wednesday. Because Mm -hmm. I don't think the ladies who were introduced this this episode are going to be long for the series anyway. But I don't think they're going to be big stars. So they're probably not going to come back in the next two episodes. No, yeah, there'll be a couple of episodes and on uh, Angela and Michelle who've got their cunning plan of using a truck when they've got a truck owner in the family. Yeah, with the surname blatantly imprinted on the side. But we'll get there. Yeah, just look for the big-ass truck with your name written on it. Yeah, theoretically we could see the other six teams be introduced. And we know we're going to get at least two more on the first episode on Wednesday. Yeah, so we know Lee and Hilmar and Troy and Shell are going to be in on Wednesday. So, yeah, it, it could... Uh, and, and that may be the way they've scheduled it, you know, to get those three episodes in until everyone gets in play. Makes perfect sense to me. If that is the case, then someone does have to go under the radar because you just can't track eight teams at once. Yeah, that would then mean that David and Emily aren't going to have that end to the cliffhanger at the start of Wednesday's episode. But my suspicion is they're probably going to have the end to the cliffhanger, and that is it. Yeah, I would think so. And then we'll have the three more teams introduced. Yeah, they'll get out of it, and then we'll start to see the teams. Um, hmm. Interesting stuff. That's how I think it's going to go down, at least. Uh-huh. So, David and Emily's plan is to use the Circle of Trust, which is a terrible idea. As Hunted has proven, don't go to any known associates because they're obviously going to find them. Absolutely. Make some degrees of separation. Um, the Nick tactic, you know, find a stranger and then ask the stranger to ask a friend is is pretty good. And for the Hunters, obviously social media is a priority because that's how you get circles of friends, hobbies, yeah. whether you come from money, which does come into account in this episode... Yeah, who you went to school with, all of that kind of stuff. Really useful to, to dig out. And as we've previously mentioned, Rifi has a ridiculous name, and I will not be calling him that whole series. <laughs> <laughs> Rufy. <laughs> for this one. And um, Sherlock is second in command to Teresa in intelligence. Yeah, Teresa is a former intelligence officer to the White House. So she, she got out at a good time, so I don't think they need one of those anymore. I don't think there's a lot of intelligence going on at the White House anymore. And she's also the first former fugitive to become a hunter. (laughs) 
Go on. Do you not remember what I'm referring to from the second series? No. Anna no. Theresa May. <laughs> yeah. Anna Theresa May. Is that, is that what you're thinking? It, uh, it's the same Theresa. Fact. Never, not seen him in the same room. Yeah. I, th- I think you better tell them apart. <laughs> About 20 years between them. And just to cement their position as the best characters of the episode, David Demoly then have a car accident. I know, like, they not even got out of the city and they have a smash. But then, by sheer chance, the other guy drives off. It's like, how often would that happen, you know? Surely you would expect they're going to pull over and then call the cops. And it's like, ah! But no, they they drive off, which is pretty cool. They got so lucky. <laughs> That was really, really lucky. That, again, that to me is like the equivalent of Nick nearly getting caught on the canals in the first episode. It's like they've had a bit of a near miss, so now they can go undercover for a bit. And one thing that we do actually learn is what use the phones are to hunters. Because in the UK, when they mainly focus on the whole, oh, we can track people using the phone signals in the towers, but also the banking details... And the list of known associates, most of which are now in the cloud. Yeah, yeah, you can link things easily, can't you, from from the account. Yeah, it's, it's quite a logical leap. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, yeah, it was good. But for God's sake, don't use your own or anybody you know. Don't use their phone. Buy a burner. Burner phone or random stranger. I think random stranger is probably better than burner phone because that sends them off in a completely different direction, doesn't it? In fact, buy two burner phones. Give one to the person you're going to contact. Yeah. Ten quid off Amazon or whatever. Yeah. And there's not much to do with Angela and Michelle, let's be honest. They are the bit players in this episode. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, they're the, they're, the mo- they're the feisty moms who are going to prove that moms can be brilliant at these games, and we've never seen that archetype in any show before, so clearly they'll do brilliantly. Yeah, when they start getting a um, massive edit, we know they're getting caught. Yeah. Because they're not going to survive for much longer, I don't think. I'll be very, very surprised. I actually would have put more money on them going than, uh, than Matt and Christina. Yeah, yeah, on first glance, um, I'd couldn't imagine that they were going to last more than a couple of days we, we had lots of clues pointing to that you know they, they're missing their kids when they're barely out of the house that's usually not a good sign and um michelle goes awol as well kind of like <laughs> this podcast actually <laughs> yeah. yeah where is michelle maybe she'll join us in episode two <laughs> she's gonna pull up in a massive truck with uh, pierce denovan on the side yeah <laughs> i'm here <laughs> that's what i want and, uh, yeah, Matt's freakishly tall, which I can just told you. Mm-hmm. And um, David and Emily stay with David's law school friend, Brad. Yeah, again, they're too close to their normal circle of friends for me. Uh, so I'm guessing that they've drawn attention to that because that's a, that's a lesson they're going to learn and they're going to go properly undercover. But it's just so risky. Um, and they, it looked to me like they stayed there far too long as well. Yeah, it... They did. I mean, assuming the rules are the same, they've got to have moved on day four anyway. Yeah, yeah, assuming that rule's in play. It wasn't mentioned, but it it just seemed like they were at Brad's house an awful long time, and I can't imagine that he's that hard to to link together. So, bit bit of a mistake there. Surely as soon as you see a mysterious van turn up, you think, well, maybe they're on to us. Mm-hmm, big Blackout Cadillac. Yeah, I think that, yeah, they've, they've spotted you, mate. 
more what I worry about is, are they just going to move along to the next place on Emily's calendar? Because they didn't twig where it was from. No. No, they seem completely in the dark. That where did they get that lead from? Uh, I don't know. I think it's all very well having a plan, but in the heat of the moment, I'm not sure you'd stick to it, even even if you didn't think you'd been spotted. So hopefully they'll just make some random choices and, and get out of the way again. I think you've just got to be more spontaneous. Yeah, you have. That's absolutely the way to do it. If there's any kind of pattern, it is going to get spotted and they'll just be able to, no matter how clever you think you'll be, and if there's a pattern there, they'll see it and they'll be one step ahead of you because they've got the resources to do that. You've just got to see what happens and, and run with it. That's the only way of doing it, I think. Gold sticky starts Christina as well for deleting her Twitter pre-hunt. Yeah, good move. Sadly, the internet doesn't forget, but... Yeah, sadly not. Uh, which was the episode title, I think. It was. Hmm. I mean, I would have preferred the episode title to be something like, I don't know, Your Time on the Run Has Begun. <laughs> yeah, hashtag Your Time on the Run would be good. <laughs> that would have been, um, been quite good for us, wouldn't it? That would have been amazing if that was the episode title. You never know, we've got, we've got a few more. The problem be. is some greedy bastard would have then tried to capitalise on that hashtag and called a podcast that and yeah, tried to, uh, to overrule us. Yeah, that's true. Um, so Matt and Christina basically disappear off the radar, which is good! Yeah, for a while. But then they realise that they have to get money, and it yeah. all goes tits up. And I really can't get my head around that at all. You know, just get some money, and then go somewhere. Don't take the money out at the bus station. It's just unbelievably stupid. To quote the late, great Scar from Lion King, idiots! Yeah, you deserve to get caught, is all I can say. If, if you're going to do that, don't even bother. It was ridiculously stupid. It was it was more stupid than the Halloween wigs, which were pretty stupid in, in you know in the first place. I wish they'd have gone for full high-vis vest and dog mask. That would have been a better outfit. You know, if you're going to be drawing attention to yourself, you might as well go the whole hog. Ah, uh, but I don't know. At least... Their stupidity got them out pretty early. We don't have to shout at them week after week for being stupid. I mean, sadly, my my love of them is nowhere near the same level as it would have been for, I don't know, Hamish and Michaela. Oh, no. I mean, as episodes go, it wasn't even in the same league, was it? But very few things are in the same league as Hamish and Michaela, so... Well, if we do get a scene of somebody water skiing, I will bow down before them and say, yep, you Hunted US truly is at the same standard, but... Until that point, you just cannot beat that. The the thing is, we know it was filmed in June as well. Yeah. So the fact is, even if someone had researched it, all they saw was Series 1. Yes, that's true. That is true. So if it gets a second season, we may very well see someone trolling the uh, the Hunters, which would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, actually, that yeah, Series 2 hadn't aired at that point. Hmm, good point. So, yeah, Matt and Christina's time on the run is very quickly over. But at least we get Shadow to to do the line, which which kind of makes up for it. As long as, long as we get a, your time on the run is over in each episode, it's, it almost makes up for it. Yep, he does the line, which is a wooga. <laughs> yeah, I think that was fashion, not Shadow. I know, but Shadow didn't have a catchphrase, and you know, I've got to make a Gladiators reference every time we mention him. Now it's <laughs> it's going to be our recurring joke. <laughs> um, and David and Emily get in the boot, and Foxtrot are suspicious. Fate to black. Cut to our break. Will they get caught? Ooh. Next time on... 
Hunted! <laughs> so next time, two new teams go on the run, the wolf pack annoy the hunters, and one team's calls get monitored. Yeah, we don't know who that is. With a cameo by Audacity. <laughs> I don't think it was Audacity, actually. It was. It was, was it? 100% Audacity. Was it? Yeah. Ooh, it looked like Audacity if it wasn't. It did look like Audacity, but I didn't, I didn't recognise those markers that they had on it. It was the same colour scheme, it was the, the blue waves. It was the same, yeah, 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 it was. It did look very much like Audacity, and then there was like like a block mark. Why, why are we discussing this? <laughs> yeah, okay, it was Audacity. Because we're nerds, that's why. <laughs> so, given that we know the wolf pack, and the married couple, and maybe David and Emily are going to be back, any ideas who's getting caught? I think Andrew and Michelle will be getting caught. Um, I would not be at all surprised if they decide that they're missing their kids and just want to have a conversation with them because they've been away for three or four days or whatever it'll be by that stage, and that leads to their downfall. That would be my number one prediction. But yeah, they'll, they'll be gone, I think. The question is whether the rule about having to contact your family and friends is in place here as well. Yeah, I mean, if the rule is in play, then definitely. But I suspect they'll do it anyway. It felt like there was an awful lot of how much they're going to miss their kids for it not to have some sort of repercussions. So, thank you for listening to this Hunted podcast. Uh, if you've got any questions, feel free to contact us on our Facebook page for LCTV Warriors, on our Twitter account, RTV Warriors, our own Twitter pages, MJ Alfredon for me, and Bulls Boy for Anthony. And it feels so great to say this again, but your time in the run is over. And we'll be back on Sunday, won't we?